Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have in your life and what next steps do you need to take to get there. I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 23. Our guest is none other than Mr. Jonathan Morris. I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. Now, many of you know Jonathan. For those who do not, Jonathan has more than 20 years of experience in strategic communications and leadership development. He is a former Catholic priest who has appeared thousands of times on national news programs offering commentary on social and ethical issues. He's also the author of four books, including the New York Times bestseller, The Way of Serenity. Now, Jonathan, in his journey, he's assisted elite decision makers in a variety of industries, including education and finance, media, private equity, government, of course, church, and Hollywood. He has been the personal advisor to some of the most impactful leaders of our time. And we have him here. So to be able to learn from him and to get his perspective on life and leadership, what a cool opportunity. Now, Jonathan has lived and he's studied and worked in the United States, in Italy, Guatemala, Costa Rica. He's fluent in, in English and Spanish and Italian. His undergraduate studies include business administration, classical humanities, philosophy, and, of course, theology. And he's completed a postgraduate degree in moral theology with a focus on social ethics from Regina Apostolorum Pontifical University in Rome, Italy. Currently, Jonathan is a partner at Morris & Larson, which is a New York-based executive coaching and leadership development firm. And Jonathan and Caitlin were married in October of 2020, and Jonathan is a brand new dad. We're going to dive into all this and more without wasting any more time. Get ready for episode 23, and here is Jonathan Morris. So, Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. It is so great to have you here. Oh, thank you very much, Darren. Pleasure to be with you. So, Jonathan, uh, I've followed your career over the years. Many have, but there may be a few that haven't followed your story arc. Uh, why don't you start with a little bit about your background and how did you land right where you are today? Sure. So you mentioned former priest. So just to clarify, I was a Roman Catholic priest. I was in the Vatican for nine years. Um, some may know me from my work on CNN and then Fox News for the last 15 years. Um, I was, I grew up Catholic. My family was, I would say, quite religious, but certainly never had any um, even mention or suggestion of going into the ministry to become a Catholic priest. But my roommate in college was thinking about it. I had been dating a girl for two years. I went to the seminary to show him what seminary life might be like, because I was curious myself for his sake. And uh, one thing led to another. I stayed. He married my girlfriend. Um, I ended up baptizing their, their eight kids. Um, so a, a lot has happened uh, that would never have expected. I eventually went on also to get involved with um, other parts of media. I, I was an advisor, theological advisor to uh, Mel Gibson and um, Jim Caviezel and Steve McAvity on The Passion of the Christ, um, as well as um, you know, all sorts of things I never would have expected to be doing, including now, which is my work is as an executive coach, leadership development, running a, a, a small boutique consulting firm, helping CEOs uh, be better leaders of their companies. Jonathan, your career is one of a lot of zigs and zags. And I'm, is there a common theme, though, as you look back on mm -hmm. it, as far as <laughs> how you landed where you landed? Um, what were some of those moments when you had to make some of those decisions? And is there a theme through it all? 
I would say from a theological perspective, which I think is the deepest perspective, that's just me as a believer, the common thread is God's providence. And providence could be described as uh, a greater being, a higher power intervening in human affairs and bringing us to where we need to be, while at the same time respecting human freedom. So should I have been a Catholic priest? That's a big question. <laughs> I, probably not, if, if you really? look at it from a pure, purely rational perspective. I think I joined the priesthood under duress, so to speak, probably um, with, with very severe um, and radical recruitment uh, and rather than discernment, which would be a better way to make decisions. Um, they, I, I, there was a lot of pressure involved. Uh, but you know what? Um, I don't blame God and I don't even blame others for that. There was also my own personal weakness that allowed myself to say yes to something that probably wasn't the place where I needed to be on a, on a, on a deeply personal and thriving existential reality. You know, Jonathan, when I when you made the announcement, it was on June of yeah June 2019. You announced that you're leaving the priesthood, and I was, I, I saw it live. I saw, <laughs> I, I saw it live, and up until that point, I'd followed your career, and I just stopped. I just stopped saying, "Am I hearing what I think I'm hearing, Jonathan?" Right? <laughs> and, and what what was the? I, I remember. I think it was in the New York Times. I was just reading that you received a pretty big response. Twenty five thousand emails as a result of that. What was the decision like? I mean, how did you how did you reach that decision? That is huge, and and I think we can learn something from your process, maybe. Uh, I, I hope so, and I know uh, people listening to your podcast, most of them are not Catholic priests and making these decisions, right? <laughs> They're uh, ordinary people, maybe some religious, some not, some Catholic, some not. But I would say at the very heart of my decision was coming to a place where I decided that I was not going to live based on what other people's expectations of me were. And getting to the place of being fearless, I would say, as to what the consequences of a major, major life decision would be, a decision that I knew was the right one. Okay. So um, this is why the reason why I say that is because there, I'm a married man right now right? I have a child. So not every major change in life is courageous because it's not necessarily good. If I say, oh, I've decided I don't want to be a father anymore. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to be a husband anymore in this case with a, a wonderful wife. That would not, that would not be courageous. That would be just the opposite. Right. But in my case, I had made a decision um, through a lack of proper discernment um, and through other forces. It turns out the order, the religious order that I joined was actually the founder was a fraud, um, major, major, like crazy stuff, mm. uh, an abuser of, um, oh. of kids. And not only that, but like, no. um, you know, financial fraud. Um, he had multiple families around the, the world, like crazy stuff. Okay. Oh, wow. So that's, that's the world that I got sucked into. Okay. Even in the midst of that, I was able to, I hope, find a lot of goodness and hopefully give a lot of goodness through my ministry. The day that I left um, and I asked for a sabbatical, I was um, running or at least responsible um, as co-chairman of 14 schools in the South Bronx. 
I had two parishes in the Bronx as well, as well as being a personal advisor to Cardinal Dolan, working on Fox News, um, writing books. All these things where people were depending on me to stay. And I had to make a decision. No, I'm not going to stay, even though there's going to be major, major consequences for me and for others. But I'm going to leave because it's the best thing, because it's the honest thing. Um, Hey, listen, that's not a, a saintly thing to do. It was just what I needed to do. It just took me a long time to do it. Boy, there's there's a lot there, though, Jonathan. I mean, I I, for, for the people who are listening, right, there's a lot of these types of decisions that, yes, as you said, they're not a Catholic priest thinking about leaving the priesthood, but it's things like, boy, I'm thinking about leaving, you know, uprooting my family and relocating them to a whole different part of the country, or I'm thinking about starting a brand new career. And they are thinking on a much smaller scale, though, there are a lot of people depending on me, and they do live their life sometimes for other people, as opposed yeah. to staying true to what they want. How do we how do we discern between, you know, doing what's right as a dad or as a, you know, a vice president, whatever, but also staying true to who you are? Yeah. Um, so I would say that the answer is in the balance of being who we are is actually um, being who we are called to be. Um, and which, which immediately makes a reference to something greater than ourselves. Okay. So deciding, oh, who I really am, like today, if I were to say as a husband and father, who I really am is a, an artist, and I'm going to leave my business, I'm going to leave my, um, you know, and let's say I'm not an artist, like, like, I'm not very good at art, like, in, if my, in my own head, um, let's, let's make it even uh, more clear, in my own, if I decide I'm a singer, and I, but in reality, I have a bad voice, yeah. being who I am is not leaving my job and not providing for my family to go off to be a professional singer because I'm going to fail. So there's, there's, there's this discernment in saying, I need to get to the place of, of thriving or striving towards thriving um, based on who I was created to be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, um, on your website, Morris and Larson Advisors, there's, there's some phrases there that have to do with the, the word thrive and thriving and helping, helping people um, find more than just success, but also fulfillment. Mm. And, um, and speak just a bit to that. I think I know the answer to that, but what is the, what is the significant difference on that? Yeah, may, maybe in the, in the deepest of, of understanding of success, there's not much of a, di- of a difference, but sometimes we get distracted by by the glitter of things, right? And we say, what other people think success is, um, is either like great wealth, um, great power, uh, great influence, et cetera, right? And those things, while they are in and of themselves, I think good, right? Uh, Money is not bad, Um, power is not bad, influence is not bad, Um, even fame is not bad. If we're seeking them for an ends for an end in and of themselves, I think we will ultimately be disappointed, and that's why um, success and thriving are different. Um, I, in my my business, I'm working with CEOs and their leadership teams, um, and and especially high impact, high growth companies, um, 
small, medium, large companies who are really growing. And there's a lot of business decisions and management decisions that are involved. And what I help, what I try to help with our CEOs to understand is uh, you have to really understand who you are and what you're good at, what you're not good at, and build a team around you where there's radical honesty, radical transparency, where everybody's going after the same goal. There's clarity of mission, clarity of, of vision. Um, and, and that's the humble leader, the naturally humble leader who says, this is who I am, and I am okay with that, and I'm going to bring people around me who are better, who are smarter, who are better educated, and we're going to build an awesome team around a vision that works. You know, I've got a lot of questions for you about that, that leadership coach or executive coach. Before I do that, though, um, you are a brand new dad, uh, Andrew. Uh, what, you know what, uh, my, my oldest, uh, Jonathan, is 30. <laughs> so tell me, what, what, what is it like being a dad? We're in the process. Yeah, he's um, my little boy is five and a half months. So we're in the process of um, sleep training him. Um, anybody, anybody who has an, an infant knows that that it's it's a hard time because we spent the last five months, you know, allowing him to wake up every two hours and nurse, and that meant me getting up and changing him and bringing him to my wife. And we're like totally worn out, absolutely exhausted. And um, now we are sleep training him, which means allowing him to cry. Um, and it's actually been an awesome experience because it turns out he falls asleep again after about 10 minutes and he's sleeping through the night <laughs> nice. and, and, and we're going, uh, why didn't we do this two months ago? But yeah. <laughs> um, the, the fact is it's been an amazing experience to have another human being that first of all, that I never thought I would ever have because I was, I was either a Catholic priest or in the seminary preparing to be a priest for 25 years. And so now I have a, I'm looking at another human being and I'm saying, I love this guy more than anything on this earth, um, together with my wife. And that is the greatest thing that could ever have happened to me. I'm just so grateful that the Catholic church allowed me, gave me Pope Francis and Cardinal Dolan, um, gave me, um, this opportunity through a dispensation to leave the, the, the full-time ministry and to become, a, uh, a husband and a father. Wow. There's not, nothing like it. And until you become a dad, you really can't understand it, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I re was reading somewhere, Jonathan, that Pope Francis, he asked you to be an active voice for the church as a layperson. Mm -hmm. uh, and here you are, an executive coach. How's that working out for you? Oh, thank you. So I would say um, in the workplace, I don't, I don't, um, I don't use the workplace or my executive coaching or leadership development as a way to pass on the Catholic faith. Um, I just live my life um, also in the workplace. And if it's something that other people are drawn to that my faith, wonderful, if not wonderful. Um, but I also um, continue to work as a, as an analyst on, on cable news. Um, and I, deal with a lot of ethical issues, social issues. And some people had a really hard time with that. You know, some people within the church, they were like, wait, hold on. You're an ex-priest. You're a former priest. You should go in hiding. Oh boy. You should, um, you know, it's a scandal um, that you left the priesthood and I'm okay with that. Like, in other words, I'm okay with other people thinking that or having that opinion. I, I think it's a sad opinion, 
I think it's um, I think it's an un, you know ill-informed opinion. But I, I I got to the point where I, I was okay with that. Um, but like you said in in my actual in the dispensation papers from Pope Francis. I was encouraged to continue to be an active voice. I, maybe he didn't realize how active a voice I would be. <laughs> and maybe some people are not familiar, like comfortable with that. Um, but I think he, I think he is, I think he Good. would be. And um, so I just try to say what's on my mind and um, some people won't like my past. Um, and I'm okay with that too. There's this theme that you have though, of, of take, making these decisions and um, having that, the confidence and also, I just found it. I was thinking about something else on your website, the serenity. You, you talked about helping, helping business people or helping people they land on their personal vision where they find confidence and also serenity. Um, mm. how, how, how intentional is that word serenity here, Jonathan? Well, um, it, it, it probably was on my mind when, that, when the question was asked of me for that video, um, because I wrote a whole book on the way of serenity, which is that famous actually protestant prayer um that became um extra famous i think through aa right which what is god grant me the 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 wisdom it's all about serenity right the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference right god grant me the serenity right and serenity we're asking in that prayer we're actually we're asking god to give us a inner peace or the proper ordering of our inner being that will allow us then to make decisions, right? And I think executives, business people need, uh, are most effective, let's put it this way, most effective when they have a proper ordering of their inner being, so that the way they treat other people is not about using them as objects, instrumentalizing, that they're not crazed about profit, um, but rather they're creating something, they're doing something, they're building something that's positive in and of them, in and of itself. And then profit is a uh, consequence nice. that can then be used for the good. And that, that requires serenity. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a great way of looking at it. You know, I was looking at the background for you and also your, uh, your partner, uh, James Larson. And mm -hmm. you, Jonathan, one of your many degrees, or you do have a business degree, um, but I noticed that for both you, you and, and also James, a lot of uh, classical, uh, classics, philosophy, history, ethics, I'm asking, where's the big hotshot MBA uh, in, this, <laughs> in this group? <laughs> you know, um... We work in industries as diverse as you can possibly imagine, right? So tomorrow I'm, or Wednesday, I'm, let's say tomorrow I'm going to meet with a uh, venture capital uh, company in which I'm advising you know, the partners on in their dealings. And then I'm going to Austin to work with um, a real estate company. And um, I'm working here in New York um, next week with a, company that's dedicated to psychiatric care. So everything you can possibly imagine. Um, they don't need us to come in and be consultants about how they should run their companies. Um, most consultants are very wrong, first and foremost, right? Otherwise, they would run companies themselves. Right. <laughs> you know? um, what we try to do is help them understand themselves better, 
and to orient their talents toward the good, right? And, and help them understand other people better, right? And get out of their way, get, put ego aside, put, um, and let natural humility really lead them um, towards, um, towards a impactful, more impactful leadership of their companies. So Jonathan, you've been in this role for a few years now. What's the common theme here? What gets in leaders' way from taking to the next level, elevating their performance? What stops them from doing what you're suggesting, becoming that more humble leader, building a high-performing team? What do you think? Uh, good question. Um, we work with a lot of uh, founders of companies, so with entrepreneurs who, are, who have had a really great idea um, and it's taken off. And all of a sudden now they're leading an organization that's much bigger than they ever expected. Yeah. How did that um, happen? Yeah. And um, what I, so I think a, a common denominator there is understanding um, how to let go and how to um, build a team and lead a team, um, lead a team of people who are better than you are at running a business. So it's like how to, in other words, it's how to be a founder of a company um, where you are inspiring um, a, an, with an idea, right? Uh, while really managing and building a team around you that helps you carry out that vision. Easier said than done, is it? I bet you have some really interesting discussions with founders and, and, and entrepreneurs and from they start something and here they are. Uh, it's a huge company with a lot of people. Boy, I know they, I know it's, it's gotta be, um, the desire has to be to do that, but it's boy, to take that step and to trust that team is um, really tricky for founders uh -huh. and CEOs. It is. And I think that's why it's important to have a, an executive coach. <laughs> to be honest. And like, and that's not, um, we're at a point where we're very busy. It's not that I'm looking for work, thank God, but, um, but trust me, people who are actually willing to take, have, have an executive coach and to have personal accountability on a yeah. deep level and to get their people um, in coaching on a deep level, make that investment. Um, they are very, very successful. You know, Jonathan, I've had an executive coach for about eh, 10 years or so. And oh, wow. uh, just, I mean, absolutely uh, life-changing to, to the point, your point on so many different ways, um, not only just the emotional, relational, uh, uh, getting to the next level. I, I mean, it's just incredible. So I can't recommend it highly enough to find that right, <laughs> the right coach and the right, yep. the right fit. Jonathan, um, Last question I've got for you then would be over your life. It's an understatement, right? You have made some big moves and big changes and living outside of your comfort zone and, and doing it. Um, what have you learned? What advice would you have for those? Many are listening in and they, they may be thinking about making a shift and a change. And there's some apprehension to that. And it means taking that next step. What have you learned? Ah, uh, gosh, what have I learned? I'm not sure what I've learned. If, what I need for myself right now is greater humility um, and what I, what I mean by greater humility is you get into a habit of doing things in a certain way and especially as we um, you know we do things over and over again, the same things over and over again, we can start thinking that that's the right way to do things. 
including relationships, right? Um, my wife is, is teaching me to be humble every day. <laughs> you know, like, because I realize, oh, wow, um, there's another viewpoint, you know, a, another viewpoint also about me. Sure, <laughs> you know, can you imagine? Huh? Yeah. Who, who, you know, as a Catholic priest, um, people, you know, would like bow their heads when I walked by <laughs> in my parish. <laughs> yeah. uh, not everyone, for sure. My wife does not do that, by the way. I was going to ask. That was a follow up question. No, not at all. Um, but, I think that what I'm trying to get at is um, really challenging myself to humility on a deep level in business, in personal life, how I'm going to raise my child, how I relate to God, what my, what my personal priorities are, what am, I, um, what am I trying to achieve, how much money am I trying to make, all of these things um, are are questions that I want to be constantly asking myself so I don't get stuck. Jonathan, thank you for that. Um, tell, how, how should we follow what you are up to? Um, books, uh, social media, how, how should we stay, stay in touch with you and follow what's going on? Oh, thanks, Darren. Well, certainly anything related to my business, you can go to uh, morrisandlarson.com. So the name of the company is Morris and Larson Advisors. Um, but you can Google morrisandlarson.com. Um, and then I'm on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever. But uh, more <laughs> importantly, I would just say, I hope uh, this can be a, a benefit to, to people as they make their own decisions and discern what is it th that they were meant to do, what they were called to do, what they were created to be, and how they can thrive. I'm going to leave it right there. Jonathan, it's really been fun having you on this podcast. Thank you very Thanks, much for man. being here. My pleasure. If we can ever be of help, you let us know. You know what? You read my mind. I will. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Well, that's the show with Jonathan Morris. What an opportunity we just had to, to learn some leadership lessons and life lessons from Jonathan. What if we were to operate with a little less fear, with a little more courage in our decisions and in how we behave day in and day out? Might be some benefit there. I'll you make that decision and the decisions you need to make in your life. But now, if you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to share with others. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. I don't want you to miss a one of these types of conversations. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at DarrenJohnson1. Drop me a message. Let me know how you're liking things. Also, follow this podcast. We have uh, some great content on our Instagram page at IDareYouPod. So follow us. Love to see you there. So everyone, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope you found this message to be encouraging and just what you needed today. Now get ready for next week, episode 24. We'll see you then.